0: Hey guys, welcome to the Begging Boardcast, episode number 439. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you sometimes with four episodes in a week, because that's what we do.
1: (laughs) And we come at you with three different sections normally, the first being The Week in Geek, talking about the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the
2: list of comic books that we are looking forward to coming out April 24th. First Or 20th? Yeah. No, I yeah, think 20, it's 21st. sounds fine. Uh, that... Uh... So we follow it up with 20... Third, what? 2021! 2021! That's not it. I, I, I don't want to do 20, the Oprah 20, voice. Oh, that's right.
0: Um, we talked about it on all the sideshows and everything. John had, uh, throat surgery. I was gonna say, was gonna say, it, that, was gonna say it that way. Throat surgery. Um... <laughs> So, this is our first actual live podcast coming back. Um, we have some back catalog of stuff and then we did some sideshow. So, those are all available to listen. Uh, check those out. And after you do that, come back for our main topic where we're actually going to be talking about some of the comic books that we picked up March 2021 in
1: our monthly look back. I'm not going to list them all right now. I'm make them come back right. and figure it out then. John. I'm concerned for your throat. I really think you should take some sip of liquid just to cool yourself back down. And, and then after you're done taking that sip, tell me what you're drinking. <laughs> to... uh,
2: I am having uh, my second beer in two weeks. Uh, this will be the first beer I'll finish. I tried drinking a beer a couple days ago. It was a lager. And I it took me about an hour to not finish it. Uh, it just wasn't going well with my throat, but I am drinking from rare form brewing. It's a New York brewery, um, that just came into the Buffalo area. And this is their Troy division Indian pale ale. And this is really, really nice. Um, it's got nice, a little bit of citriness. It's definitely uh, a hazy beer and, um, it's got a good, a little bitter bite to it. um, this is nice. I think... I don't know exactly the price because I was given a mixed four-pack from the rep um, to try the beer before it came into the store. Um, but I think for the price point, I think it's like 16 99 And I would not say that it is worth that price. Uh, I think you can get lots of beers that are better... Or as good that are cheaper, um, but it is nice. I like it. If I saw it out on tap, I'd probably try. I would try their beers, but uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't kick any doors down to get it. Hmm.
0: Uh, and Troy Division are they based out of Troy, New York? Is that where the name's coming from, or is that just bless you, Kate? Uh
2: No, they're <laughs> out of uh, Clifton Park, New York. Mm. Uh, but oh. I think it's a play on Joy Division.
1: I'm guessing the uh, band and not so much the drink.
2: In an ode to both our city and one of our favorite bands. Oh. So I don't know, maybe Clifton Park is in Troy, New York? Possibly. I live in this
1: state and I don't know.
2: Well, I've never heard of Clifton Park. I've heard of Troy.
1: <laughs>
2: and I used to work with a guy named Troy.
1: Maybe it's oh. named after him.
2: Hmm. He's a nice guy.
1: That's enough to name a town after. And you know who else is nice enough to name a town after? Chris! I don't know.
2: Welcome what, to Roysville,
1: <laughs> baby
0: population, you guys. Uh, I'm drinking, I think all of my beers tonight are actually going to be from Duclaw Brewing Company. I picked up a bunch of stuff from them on my most recent beer run. I do have some other stuff in there, so I'm gonna, I am don't know. I'm going to decide how I feel after, not this beer, but my second one, which is part of their same line. But this is their Sour Me Peach cobbler. This is a sour ale sitting at 5.5% ABV, and it's an ale with brown sugar, cinnamon, nutmeg, and peach puree. And it definitely does have all of those in there, but they don't really coalesce well. Uh, especially when you compare it to something that I had just recently with the Humble Pie from Hidden Springs Aleworks here in Florida. It's just, that is a pie beer. You take a sip of that, and you're like, ah, yes, like I'm getting like that nice tart preserve. I got like that cinnamon, like I got that biscuit multi crust. Like it's fantastic. This isn't bad. Um, I picked up two cans of this just because it sounded actually really interesting. Um, drank one of them the other night. It was still a little bit warm when we had it. So at this point I figured, Oh, we'll have it sit in the refrigerator for a little bit. See if it kind of get more of like that peach pop after it cools down a little bit, but it's a lot of just Brown sugar, cinnamon, and nutmeg. And then you get kind of that nice stone fruit sweetness on the back end, but not bad. Not great. Probably one of my least favorite Duclau beers I've had, but we'll see. Paul, I'm looking oh, forward to hearing drinking? about what beer you're drinking.
1: Well, I'm not drinking a beer tonight. I'm uh, taking it easy. I just had my, uh, st- my second vaccine shot, and I had the Moderna. My wife also had the uh, uh, two rounds of Moderna, and during her second round, she just fell apart. Like, it was awful. She was exhausted. She was achy. She had chills. Um, so, granted, like, that, it kind of hit her about 20 hours afterwards. So, I actually took the day off of work. I was expecting to feel, like, crud today, but I was fine. Like, nothing really bad. I just had, like, a minor headache kind of all day, just in some achiness in my, in my back. But that might have just been because I was having a lazy day and not, you know, sitting up and just having bad posture. Uh, but I'm drinking from the Republic of Teas, the Star Wars The Mandalorian Mysterious Black Tea. Mm. This is from The Mandalorian set of uh, that came out quite a while ago. It was, uh, I think, for the second season, season two of The Mandalorian. Uh, they released these varieties of teas, and this is their black tea. It uh, is, is supposed to be a bold and perfectly balanced infusion, whether enjoyed hot with a splash of milk or cold over ice. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession, fueling your exploits across the galaxy and awakening your senses, As senses should not be. Um, no, this is just a standard black tea. If it didn't have this cool tin and uh, the Mandalorian like pasted on front of it, I would think I was drinking like a Lipton black tea. Like it's um, nothing awful, nothing great. It is, you know, not loose. It is in a um,
2: tea bag. Key there. Bags, there. Yeah. The round
1: ones. Yeah, one of the round ones. You know, so you know it's artisanal. Mm. <laughs> not just, no string on no it. No
2: string attached.
1: Uh, it's not bad, but is it worth $13.50? You so do get, how many bags come in each of those canisters? That's that's a good question. There's 36. Okay, 36 in each. Good. Uh, and you're drinking this one hot. Have you tried doing it iced yet? I have not tried doing it iced, but maybe it's been cold here recently. You know, we're just starting to warm up, so maybe I will sacrifice a few of these and do some iced tea with it. Um, and I also haven't tried it make with some milk, sun but tea, honestly, I always like sun tea. I don't. Yeah, I like yeah, oh yeah. Sun tea is great. I just don't drink my tea with milk. I'm not a yeah. milk tea kind of person. I The most I usually do is honey, and that's only if I'm, like, making hot toddies. Yeah. Like I agree. Or if I'm feeling really sick.
2: I like, don't mind, like, a black tea. Yeah, I'm just going to drink straight. Mm-hmm. Um, green tea, though, or a white tea, I don't mind mm-hmm. a little honey in there. It, goes, yeah, yeah. it It complements the, the, the tea.
0: Usually if I'm buying tea, it's because I don't feel well to begin with, so I don't add too much other stuff to it. Um, most recently <laughs> when I wasn't feeling great, maybe like a month or two ago, I had just picked up a box of ginger tea. And with that, like a little mm-hmm. bit of honey in there, it was just nice. Just sweeten that up a little bit. But usually if I'm buying tea, it's also going to be like a flavored one. Like a Celestial <laughs> Seasons, like Wildberry Zing or something. And at that point, I'm just... I'm making sun tea out of it and I'll put it in the fridge.
1: Like, it's... I don't drink hot tea here. Yeah. Uh, usually, I if I'm not feeling well, it's going to be the sleepy time with eucalyptus. Boom. Knock myself out. Knock out that cold. It's doing the work. These, these seem fun. So I'm like, you know what? And there's some weeks where I just, you know, I'm on call for work. Or, you know, I'm not feeling great and I want something to talk about on the show. And I'm like, you know what? I'll try it. Give it a whirl, and they're not bad. I some, like
2: I drank some tea, you know, during my recovery because mm-hmm. I wasn't drinking. Uh, I wasn't drinking uh, coffee, and I wanted a little caffeine, so I had some black tea.
1: Mm. See, I would still want coffee.
2: Uh, I was. Too, uh, I think too. Uh, acidic, coffee hurt. Too
1: acidic, probably.
2: Oh. I was worried it would be too much on my throat. I and that. I, Everything I ate and yeah. drank
1: uh, hurt, so. <laughs> <clears throat> Your body was rebelling against you, much like we're rebelling against doing the news this week. That's right. We're skipping our trip to the news garden. It's been a few weeks that we've actually sat down and record. I know you get, you know, listeners, you, you, you probably noticed that we've been well behind on our comic book list. So we've, we've, uh, yeah. Just got out the last episode, which I think was recorded like a month ago. This week, uh, last week, Thursday. When you're listening to this on Tuesday, uh, so we're gonna let well, the it news would have been catch last up. Week,
2: but it, it we recorded we recorded like two weeks, two weeks ago, right? Almost three weeks ago, because it it's, was it's right probably before, before to I went weeks, out. Because then, mm-hmm. yeah. Because this is this is the three week marker of my recovery. Yeah. So,
1: and we. Recorded probably oh, almost so, yeah, a week.
2: Months, uh, yeah, it was almost a month. It was, it was, yeah, it was the week. It was the week right that the week of my surgery is when we recorded because I recorded Anyways, that and then I recorded with Chris. It doesn't
1: it, it's matter. It's been a while. Yeah, and so we're going to skip the news because we, you know there's been news, but you know it's also also old now. We we let it spoil it all. Yes, that, it it's going behind. into the
0: punk uh, uh-huh. the pod. I'm trying to think of composting and podcasting. It's I've gotten nothing.
1: Compottery. pottery. Yeah, doesn't
0: work. But, you know, we don't have any news to talk about, but we do have some new comic books that will be coming out soon. And, John, uh, what book are you looking forward to? Because I had something I was going to pick, but I was kind of afraid that you might have selected it. So I, I crossed it off.
2: Uh, was <laughs> your pick? Was your pick? Uh, Nightwing number seventy nine. That's what I was thinking about, and I crossed it off, and I picked something else. Uh, yeah, uh, we're going to talk about Nightwing in a little bit, and uh, he's I back, absolutely. baby. <laughs> I, I was going to say it, you, <laughs> but that's the name of our last episode. <laughs> it's my thing. I say it now. Uh, I was going to. I wanted to. I. <laughs> I wanted to say. Uh, so Tom Taylor grew up loving the same run of Nightwing that we loved, uh, because he brought him back, baby! Uh, we'll talk about it, but Nightwing, his Nightwing is everything that I loved about Nightwing in the mid-2000s. Um, I loved it. It felt like going home again, and you actually liked being home, and uh, it was great, and I'm like... I'm gonna be, Chris. If you're gonna keep buying yeah. it, I'm gonna be buying my own as well. Yeah, this just is because I want to support the book. Spoilers. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was amazing. It's uh, it's been it's my favorite book of the year so far. Like,
0: so we'll we'll talk book. about it more. Um, just on that note too, though, someone did tweet at Tom Taylor just saying like, "Hey, I'd love to see you write a Tim Drake book." And he like tweeted back, be like, "Oh, well, it sounds like May is gonna be a really good month for you." Like <laughs> so, I'm like, oh gosh, okay. Well, I'm gonna get back to that buying habit of like, okay, I gotta buy Robin, I gotta buy Nightwing, I'm gonna be buying Batman. So yeah, I'm
2: I'm a fan of that. I mean, if, if every 20 years we get a great uh, we get a great Nightwing and Tim Drake series, uh, I guess it's worth it.
1: Paul, how about you? <laughs> because it's just people loving that run from 20 years ago and then doing their take on that run. Yeah, so, Polly, what do you got? Yeah. What you know? What I'm, uh, I'm going to go with the Superman red and blue. Uh, this is issue number two. I missed the first one, and I didn't know what it was, and, but I've heard reviews of it. And this is Batman black and white, done for Superman. So this is. All the art is all supposed to be done in just red and blue, and a bunch of writers come together and tell like out of continuity Superman stories that are just like pinnacle Superman, epitomic, epitomic, epitomic uh, Superman stories. So you got Rob Vandetti. he he, can he, write he did he does some good writer stuff. You got the you got Chuck Brown, who I don't know really know Stephanie Phillips. Um... Writer artist Dan Basani Panosani and uh, a bunch of others are doing uh doing the art on it. So I'm excited to see what happens with it. And you know, I'd like a good um not analog what what is anthology. it called? Anthology. I'd like a good anthology. And hopefully this is a good anthology. Yeah. Chris, so you crossed out Nightwing. I crossed out Nightwing. Uh book okay, I did not, John
0: did not cross out is actually going to be something we had talked about uh, two months ago for Look Back. This is going to be Radiant Black number three. Um, coming from Image Comics, written by Kyle Higgins, art by Marcello Costa. Uh, I'm watching Invincible right now on Amazon Prime and just scratching that itch that I kind of forgot I had after Invincible wrapped up. I like these image takes on that new to their power superhero. And I really enjoyed Radiant Black. And I kind of slept on issue number 2 like it came out and I didn't even catch it. So I'm going to be going back to rebuy that or buy that. And uh keep up on number 3. I'm I enjoy this as a 30-year-old kind of go with the flow failure. Yeah. I like it. Now what am my- I Yeah, we'll see. It might continue to be one of it might be one of my favorite books when we do our look back. But I don't know if anyone else has been reading Seven Secrets, but I'm still really digging that book. I downloaded them all to read. I just think that's that's probably gonna be on my list for this year. But yeah, do we do you want to do another beer first, or am I the only one with my other beer? Get
2: my other. I'd have to go get my other beer. So why don't we do dramatic reading? And then take a quick pause.
0: And now, dramatic reading from Magic the Gathering, number one, page
2: nine, panel three. Amateurs, don't let the guildmasters trapping fool you. Oh, screen went blank. Gotta zoom in. None of that was in the panel, John. (laughs) I'm a better assassin than any of you lot. Let me show you how professional acquits themselves.
0: And that was Dramatic Reading from Magic the Gathering, number one, page nine, panel three.
2: And we'll be talking about that
0: book next month.
2: And I apologize for not being able to stick with the same voice throughout that whole thing. That's okay, throat surgery. So with that, we're
0: now going to head into our next drinks, uh, also from Duclaux, like I said up at the front, I have another sour meat, and this is their black apple. Also 5.5% ABV. This is a sour ale brewed with uh, black apple puree, orange peel, spices, and lactose. And this kind of tastes like a better... Reds hard apple ale if you ever go to a gas station and see one of those on the shelf.
2: <laughs> like that, <laughs> that
0: giant can for two dollars and you're like, oh whatever, I like apples. Um it's like that except just a little bit more tart on it. I don't hate it. Uh only picked up one can of this. It, it's really easy to drink. It's got it's got everything it says on it. Yeah, I'm mm. I would rather drink this than the the Reds. Wicked Apple, I think it's called, or something uh-huh. like that.
2: Um, well, da- the wicked the wicked apple is like a higher ABV
0: version of it. But uh, also, I mean, one can of this was like four ninety nine versus two dollars for one of those gigantic Stove stovepipe pipe cans. 20, so <laughs> twenty um, ounces. I mean, dollar to drink ratio. I'll still probably buy that first, but this this is nice. Uh, out of the two sour me's, this and the peach cobbler one, I would, I would take this one. John?
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm also drinking another beer from Rare Form. And I thought this beer was a... It's called Royal Coconut Cream. And I thought this was a coconut cream porter. And when I started pouring it, and it uh, came out a nice golden hue... I looked and noticed it says ale underneath the cream and, uh, then uh, read the side and it said roll coconut cream ale. An upstate New York cream ale with a, a rare form twist. And, uh, yeah. I going into this, I didn't think I was going to like it. I was like, oh, because it's got like I mean, it smells like a Jenny cream ale. Um, But that coconut really pops, and it lingers on your tongue, and it's a nice coconut flavor. A lot of times with certain coconut beers, it tastes like that coconut gives you, like, it tastes like suntan lotion. And this is really, really well balanced, and everything works. I think this is dynamite. And I grabbed, like, a, a hard seltzer. Because I was like, well, if this porter's too much, I'll have this seltzer to rinse my palate and I'll have it later. Um, this is really, it's its really good. And I thought this was going to be a high ABV porter. But it's just a really easy drinking uh, cream meal. So, And it's good on your uh, scratchy throat? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Nice. It's lubricating it nicely, Paul. Oh.
1: Nice, nice. I know you're worried about my lubrication. I am very worried about your lubrication. I want to. I don't want your pipes to lock up. No, and I'm uh, drinking if it's from the same Republic of tea, uh, same series, The Mandalorian. Uh, this is the Warrior Herb Tea, and this is uh, has Cara Dune, the now no longer uh, part of the Mandalorian character. Uh, on the front, and this has a mix of tropical flavors and herbs to help you clear your mind while winding down without caffeine. This supposedly has uh, natural passion fruit flavors, hibiscus, uh, mango, vanilla, pony petals. I don't know what pony petals are, but cool. Sunflower petals, uh, strawberry, and grapefruit flavors. And this is a very nice tropical herbal tea. I don't get much herbs on it, but I do get that grapefruity uh, strawberry kind of tropical,
0: you know, nice fruit tea. So, Paul, while you're taking your sip, my question for you is obvious. Does it does it sun tea?
1: Oh, this would sun tea. Oh, this would sun tea. This is a summer sun tea. Just waiting to happen.
2: This would sun tea so hard, Chris? Oh, it's gonna
1: <laughs> sun tea all over your Chris. face. Wait, what? I don't know. What? <laughs> Chris, this 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 tea could sun in the sun of three different suns. That's right, in the bright suns of Batu, this could sun tea. Mm. In the harsh desert suns of Tatooine, this could sun tea. That's some sun tea, then. I think it could sun tea. Just saying, it's nice. It's floral. It's it would be refreshing uh, on ice after being sun See, tea. that sounds like yes. the
0: kind of tea that I would just like to drink and have in, in the cupboard as just like a, eh, I want a tea. I can either sun or,
2: or hot. Mm-hmm. I got this really good mango tea that's made to make sun tea with, and it was really good last summer.
1: Hmm. I'm looking for that making it, it again. This has a little bit of mango in it. So, this yeah. Nice. I'm going to yeah, over yeah, definitely over the black, the mysterious black tea with a uh, djenjaren on it. I would uh, sun tea the Kara Dune. Uh, tea Ooh, blend them, blend maybe. Yeah, get do that some, get that bitterness some
0: science there, but there. do that at a later time because boys, we got some comic books to talk about. Uh, oh so boy, let's get us into our main topic. Again, didn't talk about it up at the front of the show, but these are going to be some of the comic books that we read in March 2021. We're going to be talking about America Chavez, Made in the USA, number one. Berserker, number one. Maniac of New York, number one. Demon Days, X-Men, number one. Silk, number one. Nonstop Spider-Man, number one. And Nightwing, 78. So, full slate of books. Uh, Lots to start off with. So, Paul, why don't you get us going with... I think this is America Chavez's first
1: actual comic book where she's not just, like, appearing in, like, a team. Is it? Maybe. I know that she's, I thought she had, like, a couple, uh, one-shot or something at least. Or maybe it was just a issue where they introduced her in, like, Young Avengers. But this is American Chavez Made in the USA, number one of five. This is a miniseries being written by Kalita... V- Vesquez and Carlos Gomez and I practiced beforehand while we were on the break and still screwed up the names I'm sorry about that but uh yeah this basically we're getting introduced to her she as she's before, fighting yes. 2017 uh, oh good um, so man she's been around for quite a while over five years because huh? if she had a series and I think she appeared before that um but we get introduced to her again, fighting a giant mole—not um, an actual like mole creature, like an animal. That's a mole, um, not a skin condition. Um, along with Kate Bishop, and outside of a high school, and she's being harassed by a fan uh, of hers, just trying to do an interview in order to get out the exposition. And I enjoyed that. The writer actually called out that she's just doing the exposition. Um, but then all of a sudden, after that one moment, that kind of like self-referential humor goes away, and we're just kind of left with a weird kind of multi-team up book where, even in her own book, number one, she's paired with somebody else at all times. What did you guys think? The book.
2: I This is the first time I've really... This is the first time I've really noticed this character. Um, Chris had mentioned that she was in A-Force. I think she might have just had a quick scene in A-Force. Again, that was also, what, two years ago? Maybe about when we read that book. Um, and I didn't read Young Avengers when she was on it. I didn't know that she had a previous series. Reading this series, or reading this issue... I felt a little lost and I was like, this character seems like she's got history and she's been around, but as someone who's finding her for the first time this wasn't as great of an introduction for her. It felt like you needed to know more about her before reading this book. I think the book looks great. I think the character is interesting but it does like Paul kind of said, like it doesn't feel like Even the writer thinks that she could hold her own book with having Kate Bishop in it. And then uh, the other female character that shows up that I can't remember. Uh, Ramon. Because I I don't even know who she is.
0: No, I'll say I I don't either. Um, And America Chavez has always been a really cool character. But again, I don't even know if we read that miniseries that came out before. I know her mostly just from her appearance in the Kiran Gillen Uh, Jamie McKelvey Young Avengers book, and I don't know if she had been anywhere before that, so I've never seen a real origin for her, and they just kind of throw away hints to who she is, what her powers are. She can travel through dimensions. She's super strong. She can fly. She's badass. Like, that's kind of all you need to know about her. So I think, John, when you were saying you you don't know that much about her, I think you kind of get enough of who she is, and now we're going to be getting that secret origin of hers. But to Paul's point, too, it seems like people don't know what to do with her on her own, and they still have to make even her solo miniseries something of a team book, which I think is kind of a disservice to the character, because I did enjoy this book. It sounds like I'm being negative it's because I'm nitpicking it, because I really want to like it more than I think I did, because... It's gorgeous. Like The artwork in this is some like top-tier like Marvel superhero stuff. Uh, we get a Spider-Man cameo that I was not expecting at all, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's always fun. Uh, I would look forward to reading more of this. I don't know if it's something I'm going to be knocking down doors for. It might be one of those, oh, it's on sale on Comixology now for $2 an issue, or I can get the trade. For six ninety nine, it might be that level of book, which there's nothing wrong with, because I am interested.
1: Yeah, I just had the, just a problem with it, because that first couple pages where he got them, they're battling a giant mole. You know, it's and so I'm having, like, OK, this it seems like they're having trouble. <laughs> they're having trouble with it. And I'm like, oh, and then you got the character that's and they're like calling out, hey, this is exposition time. Um, so I'm like, okay, this is going to be a fun, zany book. And it's just going to be lighthearted, and we're going to get a lighthearted take on the character. And then all of a sudden, we're getting the backstory, where she's, like, an orphan that washed ashore. And I'm like, okay, they're going to do the lighthearted stuff, and they're going to, you know, and this is going to be the grounded part, her backstory. And, you know, so this is going to be the interplay, and that'll be fun. And then all of a sudden, she's got to go to her hometown, her, her, her own building, like, where she grew up because there's a bubble around it and people are losing oxygen and I'm like oh oh, okay and then she has and she's having this heartfelt moment with her girlfriend Ramon and she's losing her powers and I'm like okay so this isn't a fight fun lighthearted look at this character this is taking it you know they're taking this seriously I should be taking this seriously but I don't have enough of an in with the character to take it serious so I, yeah, like you John I felt a little lost
2: I, like it makes me want to like go back and read something else about her like that other miniseries like check out the first issue with mm-hmm. that like it's in- she's interesting enough that I would want to read more about her but I don't know if I would be clamoring for issue two. Uh, I know I
0: would. If you do want to read more, I would just say Young Avengers, the Kiran Gillen art, because mm-hmm. that whole run's fantastic, and she is at the forefront for a
1: good part of it. Yeah, they're like chasing down Loki through the multiverse or something, and it's kind of fun, because she's just punching doorways left and right. Is that- and they did fun stuff with the panels. You you read know. the
2: first issue of that where like Loki breaks out of prison by yeah. getting out of the panel and then coming in I don't remember her character in that again that book was so long ago mm-hmm. so she might have been a character that was there but not a lot happened in that first issue a lot of cool stuff happened I liked it but I don't remember I don't remember her out of it
0: that's okay Good. do you remember a a book that you picked up a little bit more?
2: Uh, Yeah, we have uh, Berserker, uh, written by Keanu Reeves and Matt Kind, uh, illustrated by Ron Garney. And this is the story of a immortal man uh, who's working with a government agency to do missions for them while they test him, and find a... He's looking for a way to become mortal. Only because he's lived for... I think 80,000 years, because they
0: have a flashback to it. Where I mean, spoilers, spoilers, part of it is he remembers everything he's experienced, but he's now remembering when he was born.
2: Um... It's very Vandal Savage-esque, but without the, I wouldn't say charm, but maybe charisma of Vandal Savage. Um, There's nothing beyond this man just being a killing machine and being ultra-violent. I picked this up because I thought it'd just be... A fun book. It wasn't too expensive. It's kind of funny that it's written by Keanu Reeves and they make the character look like Keanu in it. Um, but I think it's over the top violent. I think the art is fairly nice in it. It's a good looking book. It's not gorgeous. But I will say I'm
0: not a fan of Ron Garney's artwork, but I haven't read anything from him in a while. And I kind of like this a little bit more because he's kind of in that class of John Romita Jr. stuff where it's people love them. And when I look at the books, I'm like, but why? Um, Nothing against them. They still draw better comic books than I ever could but I think his storytelling style works well in this kind of book versus something like I used to read him on over at Marvel, like Avengers or Spider-Man or something.
2: Yeah. Uh, Novelty book picked up the first issue. I won't buy issue two. I have no interest in it. If it was a one-shot I'd be happy with where it ended. I don't need any more out of this character because I don't care.
1: Right? Because <laughs> all it is is heads exploding and eyeballs popping out of their sockets and teeth flying everywhere. I was reading, I was... This book in our next book, I just let them happen. I'm like, okay, this is what this book is.
2: Uh... I like,
0: our, um, I like our other for a little bit more. So I, I'm going to differ from you on that because I think I liked Berserker a little bit more than Maniac of New York. Um, just because I feel like Berserker's kind of more interesting to see where it goes. And Maniac of New York, I didn't care about any of our like point-of-entry characters at all. Um, but... Back to Berserker. I don't think I would read any more Berserker, but I do look forward to when this is inevitably picked up to be a Keanu Reeves vehicle because (laughs) honestly, reading because I knew about this book beforehand and you had picked it for one of your picks for the list back before it came out, so it was already kind of on my radar. And even at that point, it seemed like one of those kind of Mark Millar books where they create it, but then it's seeded to be something that at some point someone would be like, oh. We can buy this property and look. Keanu is already attached to it in this way. Like, we can get him on board, even though he's probably going to be filming the next like five John Wick movies. At that point, he'll make some time for this because it's like a pet project. I didn't hate it though.
2: I I do have to say, I I think it's interesting,
0: Um, him like trying to deal with his own immortality, just to want that. But there's not enough of like an actual character to it to like it. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of something like this would be like a Wolverine one-shot story where you're just seeing him through the years where he's doing stuff and doesn't matter, bub, But can't die. Um, So maybe this is like a backdoor kind of Wolverine book that just kind of got repurposed to who knows? Because. Keanu Reeves was berserker Berserker, Keanu Reeves for a while, but everyone was like, Oh, he's going to be Wolverine. And then an MCU X-Men stuff. I was like, well, that's probably never going to happen. But I, I did like it a little bit more than maniac of New York. Yeah,
1: I do have to say it opens with sad Keanu on the bench. <laughs> it literally op- and I'm like, that's supposed sad Keanu. That's okay. And it doesn't go up from there.
2: Uh, But As we mentioned, Maniac in New York number one, uh, Heads in the Sand, written by Elliot Klon and art by Andrea Moody. Uh, Think about Jason takes Manhattan and then just stays in Manhattan to kill people. Um, This is that story. And uh, a Jason S. character arrives in New York City, uh, has a killing spree, Um, police form a task force to try to catch him. Over the years I think it's like five years uh, the task force has dwindled down to just one person and the person who's then taken over this was one of the her boyfriend was one of the first victims of this person when they were teenagers years before that uh, was it Maniac Harry they call him? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, hits New York and she's out for revenge with a detective who has given up, who seems like she tried to do the right thing. And now she's considered a rat with all the other police officers. And it's these two characters, one super overzealous, one just getting by with a beer in hand, uh, who are going to try to take down... Maniac Harry uh I I enjoyed this book I think the I like the art style I think it fits what the story is telling I enjoy I like this because I do enjoy early Jason movies and it feels like what people would do if Jason was just showing up every so often in New York City um I don't think it's the greatest book. Uh, I think the concept is creative and fun of what it is about. But yeah, Chris, like you said, like I don't care about either of the two detectives in this book. They, they could um, be killed off
0: in the next issue, and I'd be like, oh, okay, who, who, yeah. who's, who's next? Because I think the story of this killer who's just... In Manhattan and appears every couple months, kills a bunch of people, disappears, comes back, is kind of more interesting because at that point it's, they do treat it like, well, no, this is the new normal. Like, it just, yeah. this, this, okay, this happens, like, oh, be- better, better go, go all out, you know, everyone to their stations, Here. like,
2: Manic uh, Maniac Harry warning anyone working in this area in New York City stay home don't don't go to work or don't leave your house like it is the the like you said the new norm is kind of the fun part of this and that's, that's so more
0: so much more interesting than just following these two like people on his trail because The people are never the most interesting part of any of the slasher movies. Yeah. You want to see the slasher.
2: Yeah, if this was more kind of an anthology of people getting away or surviving an attack or people not surviving an attack, I think would be a little more interesting with a background story of the two cops trying to stop him Honestly, even, would be more interesting.
0: Even if this was like a oversized anthology book, we already got Paul's attention. He still doesn't look <laughs> interested. Um, where it's people like crossing paths with him, I think that would have been a more interesting story. Like some like kind of some of the Joker stuff that we've had over at D C where it's like, you know, your point of view character telling this tale about how they they were in the same room as him, how it affected them. They witnessed something that they did. I feel like the fly on the wall conversation is more important. And then seeing the people that are like, oh, well, we're on the case. You've never seen him. Have you? I doesn't, it just didn't ring any bells for me at all.
1: I know. I, I, I felt like look, once we got to the camp counselor thing, I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Because it was ringing too close to home and too close of an analog to, uh, you know, random shooters. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the here in the United States, we, we get news reports now that, you know, now that we're coming back from COVID, everybody. Uh, we, we've had how many we shootings, mass shootings already, like in random acts of killing and violence. You know, we had the anti-Asian uh, violence that happened. It, it's just... I was reading this book and then you got the government, you know, you got the government paying lip service, you know, we're going to do something this time. And then you actually see what they're doing and it's nothing. They're just pay- paying lip service. And I'm like, Ooh, this is, this is a little, a little too close to home <laughs> right now. And yeah. And what happens on news reports is like, Oh, we got a, we have, a, you know, an event happening here, breaking news, and it's basically the, just like the traffic report, just like they're doing in the comic. And I was just like, not in for this book at all. And I have to say, it's not that, it's, I hope it's, they're not trying to do an analog and for mass shootings, because.
2: No, I think the people that are a fan of like, Slasher films aren't movies.
1: taking that. Yeah. yeah aren't getting there and that's why i'm saying i'm like okay once it got to the camp counselor i was a little bit better but i'm like oh this this book and since i'm not a fan of the friday 13th camp counselor uh, dying movies it's not for me and i just i was trying not to get become upset while reading it and that's why i said this is a book that i'm just letting happen i'm just like all right it's fine they're they're telling their story not for me.
0: Well, Paul, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna put you in charge of picking the next book that we talk
1: about while we get our next beers. And we're back with some more beer and more tea to drink. And also for the, the Republic of Tea, The Mandalorian, this is the Child Green Tea. And this is a, just a light uh, green tea with some honey and ginseng. Uh, I'm not getting much sweetness from the honey... And I'm not getting much genesick. And usually when I'm getting a green tea, it's because I'm feeling sick and I just want something very light, very herbal. And this is a very light. It has a little bit of honey on the nose, but um, don't get any kind of sweetness from it because also it's a tea, so how would they put honey in it? Just the honey flavor. I, but.
0: I guess when you're like drying the leaves, maybe have honey
1: over it. But, yeah, I don't, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's got a yeah a little bit of sweetness to it. uh, Now that I'm taking a bigger gulp, it's nice. It's good. Uh, Are any one of these worth thirteen dollars and fifty cents? Not really. If you really like the, if you look at it, go online, look at pictures of the collectible tin, and you're really into the Mandalorian and you really want these tins. Okay, cool. Um, I think there's cheaper, better, cheaper. Incomparable, comparable. Maybe not better. These are all good solid teas. Oh, that is a very cool tin. That's got, the go-
2: <laughs> It's a goon collector's item. There are only like 50 or 100 of them made. Oh, uh, it's a cookie tin? It had chocolates in it. Mm-hmm. Eric Powell's uh, girlfriend or wife is a um, chocolate maker. She has her own chocolate shop. And the chocolates were delicious in it. I got it like two years ago. Their plan was to have a different artist make um, make a cover for their tins and sell them. So he did one with Krampus on it with the goon and uh, Frankie. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to have it. And the chocolates were delicious. Do you keep
0: your sewing supplies in there? Because it looks like kind of one of those. Yeah.
2: It does, doesn't it? It's one of those big round metals. No, it's empty. Okay. Yeah,
1: it's it's a whatnot uh, tin. tin. You no, know, you put all your whatnots in there.
2: Yeah. I just I keep it usually on the, the bookshelf on top. But I think I took it down to show Grayson.
1: I'll probably keep this one Mandalorian tin and I'll probably put my Star Wars RPG dice in, uh, And that'll be like what I put my I'll say, Paul, like they you know, so far
0: like they've all looked fantastic. Like I, I'd say they're all probably worth keeping on a shelf or something. I mean, I'm not trying to make you keep more clutter, um, but if you plan on getting rid of any of them, don't, because you have a friend that would be like, yeah, I, I'll, I'll do something <laughs> with those. Well. I don't know. You, like We talked about it before when um, Gina Carano was let go from Lucasfilm. <laughs> Cara an awesome character. Like I, I can separate the actor from the acting. I uh, <laughs> You had, like, the first one, you had, like, that black tea, the Mandalorian one. It's just a cool-looking mm-hmm. tin.
1: Yeah, they're cool-looking tins, I think. And that's that's the... The draw. That's where the money comes in. That's the draw. And uh, they're all decent teas. You're not going to be upset with any of them. You're not going to be like, oh, I will overspent. Because you do get a decent tea and also some really fun tins. But, uh guys, what are you drinking? Your guys are drinking beer. I'm... I'm missing beer right now. Uh, I am
2: drinking from Two Robbers Craft Hard Seltzer. This is their Grapefruit Kiwi. Uh, And this is delicious. Uh, Zero grams of sugar, 110 calories, only one gram carbs, no sweetener. Um, They nail the flavor on this Grapefruit Kiwi. Um, the reason I picked this up is my merchandisers were saying, oh, it's like the best tasting seltzer. Like my buddy and I, we've gone through three of them. Like we buy them and we go, we go hang out and I I think they do some kind of sport thing where they drink these pickleball. No, my dad plays pickleball. Uh Oh,
0: uh, that's that's uh, my your connection to go on here belt too or something. that's, that's yeah,
2: really cool. <laughs> uh I think the guy just puts it keeps pushing him forward. And hey, this guy's coming in and spending money. I'll I'll just keep giving him a a new belt. Um, and then um my salesmen who don't sell this beer were going like that's the best tasting seltzer. So I was like, all right, everybody keeps saying they're really good. I know Caitlin, on occasion when it's hot out, enjoys them. I'll grab this and and see how it is. Uh, So grapefruit kiwi, black cherry lemonade, and raspberry lime are the flavors. And they nail them. They're really good. I've tried a lot of the seltzers. I really don't like them. Have you had a chance to try the Masagabe ones yet? I haven't. They've come in, but I haven't gotten around to... To buy a fifteen pack, it's like I wanted it to be summer, mm. and not buy like a big fifteen pack, and then sit around. It's these have been in the these have been in the fridge for almost a week now. Only and only reason I ask is
0: because I don't drink seltzers either. But those ones, I was like, oh, I, I love Founders, so of course I'm going to try this one. But I I literally can't tell you like many other seltzers I bought. Besides, like the one white claw that I had just to try it because they were such a big thing, um,
2: yeah. I'll, and you were like, eh, yeah, okay, it's okay. like, I, yeah, yeah
0: I, I get why people would drink this if you don't drink.
2: Um, people always they always talk about to like making mixed drinks out of the hard seltzers, and anytime I've had them, I'd be like, I don't know, I wouldn't, I I don't really want to drink this right now, but I don't see like the benefit of. Adding other alcohol to it. But with these two robbers, all the flavors, I was like, Yeah, I wouldn't mind making a cocktail out of this. Like, I wouldn't mind adding something to it, using it as a base for not a tiki drink, Paul, but like having <laughs> a nice fruited uh, cocktail and sitting out on the porch and enjoying enjoying it. Like yeah, yeah. this is the only time that I've had seltzers and been like, I want to make something out of this.
1: Do like a spritz or a, um, like a gin and tonic. Or, you
2: know, add some, add some rum or figure something out with them. Mm -hmm. Um, this is the three flavors that I have are from their volume two, which I haven't looked up what's in their volume one, but if that volume one or another volume came out, I would pick it up, and they're exp- they're expensive they're seventeen to nineteen dollars for a twelve pack for them.
1: but in- if it's grapefruit and Kiwi, maybe a whiskey, maybe like a Seagram's whiskey,
2: yeah, I, yeah
1: like a cheaper whiskey, like something like that yeah. that might be good. I don't have cheap whiskey, but I, know. <laughs> I wouldn't want to spoil good whiskey for it, but you know uh like, you' thinking, thinking like drink. a well drink yeah. kinda. The secret Room 7? Yeah. No, that's what I'm thinking. Like um, a seven to seven yeah, ones. like a 7
2: to 7. It, I would like to experiment with them and find good drinks. And there's probably, Two Robbers probably has drink ideas to make with them, but they're good drinking on their own. Like, it's a delight to drink it. It's refreshing. Mm-hmm. The flavors are there. But I could see myself making something with them.
0: Chris, so I was just checking something real quick to see if I could actually send one of my next <clears throat> next beers to you guys, but unfortunately, it's not available in cans anymore. It's only available at the bar, but we'll get to that. Um, my next beer is from Duclaw Brewing. <clears throat> Excuse me, a little me little after this, uh, and this is part of their pastryarchy series, and this is number sixteen in their limited releases. And this is their Oatmeal Cream Pie Imperial Honey Wheat Ale. And this is an Imperial Honey Wheat Ale brewed with brown sugar, molasses, cinnamon, cloves, ginger, and vanilla beans, sitting at 8% ABV. Uh, this is the third of the pastriarchy beers that I've had. Previously, I had their Candy Cane one, the Mexican Chocolate, and now this one. I did not like the Candy Cane Stout. The Mexican chocolate stout I did enjoy, and I also picked up another can of that. Uh, so that's in my fridge currently. But this one I was I was intrigued by because I do like an oatmeal cream pie, and I like all of the stuff that's in this. But as it stands as a beer, it's very much just spice overload up at the top. I'm not getting any of that kind of nice vanilla. Uh, I, I drain poured it. I took a couple sips of it. I gave it a try. It's good on the nose. Like, I can smell that cream pie. But, like I said, off off show, it's like if you open up a cream pie and you lick the oatmeal cookie on top. And they are like, okay, that's your beer. That's, it, it wasn't enjoyable at all. So, I went to my fridge and pulled out a beer that I picked up a couple weeks ago from Florida own Sideward Brewing. And this is there is that batter, and this is an imperial stout with pistachios, chocolate, vanilla, and cookie dough. And mm. boys, if you want to make a cookie beer, this is exactly how you do it. Like right off the nose, it smells like cookie dough. When you take your sip, you're like, oh, vanilla, chocolate. You get that like kind of like nutty pistachio ness on it. It's so rich. It's so tasty. If you do a little bit of a slurp, like you get the beer with some air in it, you're like, oh, it's like you just put your bowl into a face of cookie dough and then breathe deep. It's absolutely fantastic. I don't know what I checked into this beer at on Untapped because I only picked up a four-pack of it. This was part of their second anniversary limited release series that they had because they had a bunch of stuff came out. This was probably my favorite beer from all of those that they did. Um, I'm kind of sad that I can't buy more of it to bring home and send to you guys. But I'm mostly mad about the first half of that sentence where I can't buy more and just bring it home because I can only (laughs) actually have it at the bar, which Florida, again, kind of not rushing through stuff I want to say anymore, but they're now back at full capacity. So when I went there for their second anniversary, I drove around for 40 minutes looking for parking. Eventually, I found a spot, like, a block away that I park at, and then, like, I walk through someone's backyard to get to the brewery. I placed my order just to get some stuff to drink there, and then I sat on the curb because all of the tables and extra tables that they had set up outside were spoken for, and now they are open indoors if you want to sit at the bar. Social distancing, like, there will be seats between people, but I... I spent a lot that day that I went there because I bought this, I bought another stout. I got my beer for there. I bought a bottle of their special mead that they made. Uh, it was a costly day. And now I'm like, you know what? Instead of buying the four pack of that IPA that I got, I should have got a second four pack of this. Cause the IPA was good, but it, at the end of the day, it was just a nice drinkable IPA. Um, but guys, this, I'll hold it up. Hold it up to my microphone.
1: Just breathe, breathe, oh, breathe. oh yeah, yeah it right? smells. Oh, yeah, 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 it smells great. And can I say I'm a I'm going to try something like a COVIDster. I'm a hipster who hated full capacity before COVID. Like I never liked full capacity anywhere. If it was full capacity, I was not going in.
0: <laughs> I I don't like being around a lot of people, but that's just because I'm kind of a curmudgeon and I like my space. Um. So. <laughs> I'll say I like how if I go to one of the theme parks now, I have, you know, six feet in front of me, six feet behind me. As long as people are being respectful and listening to the rules, I don't want to go back to the time where I'm going to be sitting waiting in line to get a cheeseburger somewhere. And then I've got like someone like knocking into my back with their elbows because they're that close. Like personal space is great. Why don't why don't people want more of it?
2: Like, I, I, just to add on to all of this, you know, like, Paul's too many people, it's too crowded. Chris's thought, but also, like, I don't like the big crowd, but if it's too noisy, guys, <laughs> they're playing
1: that music too loud, oh, get me out of there. I don't know if you're. I'm, you're just making fun of me? Is that what's happening right now? <laughs> no, I just. We I, I paid a cover. We all know I'm old. <laughs> I'm younger than both of you, <laughs> but I know I'm older than both of you as well. Uh, five, five, years ago, t-
2: five years ago, paid a cover to get into a brewery to try some of their beers, and they had like a band playing. That the space was so tiny, they didn't need to be using amps, mm-hmm. and they are were so loud that I was like, "I don't even want to finish this beer. Let's get out of here." And I also walked out of a gap because I thought. Ooh, the music's too loud in here. I'm not going to look at clothes. I'm just going to leave. <laughs> yep.
1: We've all done it. We've all done it.
0: But Paul, what almost What old, else? Oh man, we're all,
2: almost, all, all, almost
0: 40. What else have we
1: all done? Also, uh, heard a baby crying in the aisle uh, in oh, one aisle over and dip left the store. Just like, never mind. <laughs> well, just left the cart and just walked on out. <laughs> uh, I've never parent, done that.
2: As a I haven't done that either. But as a parent now I go, oh, I wonder what's wrong with that guy.
1: Nope. Mm. I just assume the kid is crying because it's a kid. Like he's they're gonna cry, they're gonna make a scene. They're kids.
2: Uh, I think unless uh, yeah. it's more shitty parents.
1: <laughs> no, I don't blame the parents. I blame the kid. Kids are no, I, I always blame. The kids the are awful. <laughs> <Those> <laughs> parents. Much like I don't uh, blame the the uh, the A plus drug, I blame the person that took it. <laughs> In that's right, Spider Man, uh, nonstop Spider Man issue number Paul, one. Paul,
0: I, I told this you, I like told you pick. how you had to introduce it.
1: Well, it wasn't a, a okay. good segue now because <laughs> we weren't talking about mass shootings and then overdoses. Like we were originally going (laughs) to do.
0: That's okay. Uh, Nonstop Spider-Man. This is the new Spider-Man book coming out from over at Marvel Comics. Written by veteran comic book writer Joe Kelly. With art by veteran comic book artist Chris Picello. And we've talked about a lot of Chris Picello books previously on the show. Um, He's one of my favorite artists just because he kind of rose to prominence during that formulative years of comic book reading for me. With being on stuff... Um like oh my gosh uh, Battle Chasers was his book uh coming out from the Cliffhanger imprint over at DC Wildstorm. Uh
2: and it's very ni- uh uh very reminiscent of the Crimson Artist uh Humberto Ramos. Her- uh Humberto Ramos. Love him too. But it's
0: like that big bold like action packed exaggerated comic book artwork that when this book was kind of pitched, it's like, get ready for the Spider-Man story that won't slow down. Uh, and this is Peter Parker's Spider-Man on the trail of basically like drug pushers who are putting out a new drug, the the A-plus drug. And someone Peter knows in his personal life has taken this drug as kind of an investigative experiment because someone else they know overdosed on it. And now Pete's kind of on the on the trail.
2: And, college students, <clears throat> <yes>. Peter. <clears throat> yes. Uh, Modern day college student Peter. That, that you know, it, it, it matters. It, it matters. It, it yeah, matters. Peter could be older than me. He could be younger than me. He could be my age. He's, he's
0: all of those things. <laughs> it just depends on which title <laughs> you're picking up. Uh, and then, bam, the comic book starts. And I have to say, the Chris Pacello artwork definitely works when you're trying to sell that Pete jumping out of a building like slamming through cars that, that's a like great action pack. Spider-Man it doesn't necessarily work when you're trying to have those quiet moments at a wake or in an office and being sold as the book that just won't quit I feel having those moments it just kind of it undersells it so you're just going from panel to panel and the story itself just doesn't have any moment to resonate with you like ultimately I don't care about any of this even though it's a well done very much action packed Spider-Man book it looks absolutely fantastic but any Chris Pacello Spider-Man book I'm going to be like wow oh my gosh it's so action packed it's so great I don't need the story to be told in a grab onto your nuts don't let go cuz we're on a ride now baby um,
1: it's nothing says non-stop like going to awake right <laughs> well, you know again you know that's why i brought this one up like feeling like oh it's hitting this is the story that you're saying is a, a fun action ride, you know, and he's fighting basically people from Destiny yeah. 2 or, you know, Fortnite or whatever, you know, video game you want there. And he even makes a joke. Hey, they are a, the tutorial villains. Like... Is that a Beyond I, 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 Blade? I don't know what Beyond is, but, you know, well, there yeah, was they a had, like, on they it. The
0: kind of like enforcers he's going up against have branded weapons pretty much.
1: <laughs> they they got all the high tech gear and you know he's making the fun quips and it's that all of that is fun and then it's this weird juxtaposition then the next scene he's at a wake and he's dealing with ODs and ki- kids that are taking this A+ plus to try to keep themselves up at night and you know we we were all in college we all took uh caffeine pills we all you know no, took a little bit too I, much to bed
2: like, no. All right. Well, uh, I wouldn't take caffeine pills. Say by the pill taught me not to. I'm so scared. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, anyways. Paul didn't
2: watch
0: enough teen dramas. So we know that now.
1: <laughs> well, what were they called? The yellow jackets. I took that once. You, Do you know, work at was... a gas station, too, though. So
2: those are, like,
0: yeah. right there in front of you. Next, that's, like, the Spanish mm-hmm. fly. Yeah. <laughs>
2: You know what? You need kids some of these trigger drugs.
1: <laughs> I need them drug drugs. Get, yeah, staying up all night uh, try choice, trying so to write papers bad. and everything. Uh, so, you know, so it was just weird. It was like, okay, what was this sold as, and what am I actually getting? And does that work in this book? And I don't know. I just didn't feel like it did. And I feel like Chris is saying the same thing. John, what's your opinion?
2: I liked it. I had fun with it. I shut it off and just read it as a Spider-Man story. I, it took me a minute to realize that he wasn't a college teacher. He wasn't a professor (laughs) that he was a college student. And then I was like, Oh, modern day college student, Peter. I like it. I enjoyed where it was going. Um, and Paul, like you said, you took <laughs> you took caffeine pills. Like it's something that these kids that college kids would do to maybe have an upper hand on trying to study or it's oh, it's an a plus it's called a plus. So it's something that would help them study or learn. Like and it's these people who are trying to be ahead of everyone
1: else in a competitive Science. I don't even think it's... I don't think it's even trying to get ahead. It's just trying to keep up. Well, yeah. Y- you know? Yeah. At least and even- that's what it was for me. It was... Not that I was taking a money. You know, it just got me through a couple nights, you know, working on an overnight shift. It was just trying to... All right, yeah. But... Um- keep going, you know? And I think she even said, hey, it's crunch time. I got to write a 20-page paper. I'm going to be in the library for the next 36 hours, basically. Yeah. And We've she- all been there. And she she took her A plus, you know, her t- took to- her
2: A plus to help her get through it. And it's mm-hmm. it's bad news. It's not a good drug. And obviously the, the the group of these smart criminals are have something to do with it. And I I don't know I, the art, the story, the I think like thumbing through the book, the page layouts are nice, but. I did guided panel views. So I just swiped through them. And I think just the action worked, everything, everything worked for this, with this book for me. I really, I really, really enjoyed it. And I, I grew up on Spider-Man. Like when I grew up, we had a subscription to Spider-Man. I had two or three books coming every month. Um, And I'm, Like, I just really enjoy Spider-Man books where they're just not hammering down Peter. Oh, his girlfriend broke up with him, or he's having problems with Mary Jane, or this or that. Like, I just enjoy a good Spider-Man story where he's his social life and his being a superhero kind of work together versus the social life being down because he's being Spider-Man. And I think this kind of works. And he's trying to help his friend who he maybe has a crush on and get to her because she took that drug and what he does to those villains to try to get there to save her, you know, slams the bookcase on Mm -hmm. the guy, throws the guy through the ceiling and says, you know, you're going to live, you're going to be in some traction for a while, but I have to save my friend i I like those moments it's peter going a little more beyond what he normally does but it for the reason of trying to save his friend even when he's like cops are on their way i can't deal with you guys because i have to get to my friend like that's something that i feel like on occasion peter would do when he feels like he has to help somebody that that criminal i'm fighting I'm going to have to let them get away, but I'm going to put a tracer on their car and I'm going to get back to it. But I need to be here for my friend. I like those moments. I really, I really enjoyed the book. Yep. I bet I probably will be picking up number two. I don't know. I would probably pick this up and trade. Okay. Like when the trade came out, I would, I would grab and it. I, again, if it's
0: on sale, it's a good price. I wish check out because I just want to see more Chris Pichello's Spider-Man. I think he does such a great job with, like, that character, especially because it's someone that he can be so hyperactive and kinetic with. It just, it works so
2: well. Joe yeah. Kelly, too, is on, a like, a couple different books right now. I forget what the other ones are, but I saw his name is it. Is it
0: Wildcats? To- I don't even know if they're doing a Wildcats book anymore. Uh,
2: I don't think so, but it... I did see his name attached to another book that I was like, Joe Kelly, I know I know his name from blah blah blah. From, from reading and Comics on the Like this is this yeah. is kind of thing. And then um then when I saw he was on this book, I was like, Oh, I just was looking at a book that was written by Joe Kelly. I forget I totally forget what book it is. But uh since we did one spider book, should we do the other spider yeah, book?
0: Yeah, that's where I was thinking we we're gonna go next. And this is gonna be silk number one. Uh, not the first Silk Number 1 that we've actually done for the show because we did her previous series as well. Uh, this is written by Maureen Gao with art by Takashi Miyazawa. Uh, and this is the continuing story of Cindy Moon, the girl who was also bitten by the same spider that bit Peter Parker at that science demonstration all those years ago. Who knows how long it's uh, in current
2: time place. Yeah, well, she's been in a bunker for 10 she years. She lived in the bunker
0: for 10 years, but then she's been out of the bunker in real time for like 10 years because she came out with like the big Spider-Man crossover. I can't remember what it was called. It was basically, Spider Island? Not Spider Island. It was yeah. when they were fighting against the Inheritors. It was like the vampires that fed on the totem stuff. Yeah, we read all those books too. Uh, anyways, but Sydney's kicking around. She's working at J. Jonah Jameson's. Newest print media, uh, venture, threats and monsters.
2: Uh, menace. Threats
0: and menaces. Thank you. Uh, where she's kind of like a beat reporter and she's researching some murders that have been popping up. And it's a lot of Cindy slice of life stuff and just seeing who she is as a character. Which again, this is a number one. So if you're picking this up without knowing who Cindy is, I can get that kind of selling you okay, this is who she is and why I should care and kind of her backstory but as someone that really enjoyed the previous Silk series and I picked it up and read all of it I found it just kind of rehashing where, oh J. John Jameson hates everyone but he likes analog here oh, she's the golden girl well now I gotta go do this for Jonah it's a lot of stuff that I saw when I was buying the last Silk book three or four years ago but I still like the character but I can't put this book higher than some of the other stuff that we're going to be talking about but it's, it's a good good Silk book like when she's in Silk mode and she's doing her thing I'm like okay like this is what I'm here for uh, there's just not enough of it to this issue though
2: I like this book too <laughs> i thought this was a lot of fun and i read probably the first arc or maybe two arcs of that other silk book oh but well, that... chris was buying it i, and I enjoyed I, it. I really dug that book um and i enjoyed this and i do enjoy like unlike like the, the america chavez book where I could have used a little more of explaining her thing. And even in this, she's like, did I tell you I was in a bunker? I'm going to say bunker one more time. You know, like I enjoyed that joke to it because they were explaining who this character is, but it also was fun. Like when she's stopping those criminals in the beginning and she keeps calling them by their names because she heard them (laughs) use their names. Like, stop calling me Karen. And I liked her working at the Bugle. I liked the play between different people. I liked the fact that she noticed like those people following Jay Jonah, and Jay Jonah is taking the subway. Like, and then he's like, eh, I'll pay you to be my bo- I'll pay to be my bodyguard because these guys are going to keep coming after me because I did something, and I'm not sure what it is." I liked her play as herself and then as silk with Jay Jonah. I, I I liked it. I'm a little like the end villains are I yeah, it's um, it kinda comes little, out of nowhere it comes out of nowhere yeah. and it doesn't
0: really make sense, but I'm sure it'll all tie together, but as a number one, I'm that's not a hook for me. Like the hook for me is like, oh I get I get to have more silk now.
1: Yeah, I don't remember that original run of Silk, and so I was, I liked this quite a bit, and John, just like you were saying, when she mentioned the bunker for the third time, I was like, okay, you mentioned it enough, and then the writer actually then says, have did I mentioned that I've been in a bunker? Like, so they were in on it, and I'm like, okay, then I can be in on this book, too. If you know what I'm thinking, and it was fun, I did like that opening scene of her uh, saving the overpriced garment shop, and I enjoyed that she wasn't too proud to take a gift, you know, to take a, a tip, you know? Like, hey, you no, know, uh, you can take uh, this cool pantsuit that she wears to her first day of the work, which probably might be something, <laughs> exi- you know, setting the tone a little too hard uh, there, I, you know? Because what are you going to wear tomorrow, Carol? <coughs> what are you going to wear tomorrow?
0: I do want to talk a little bit about the artwork, too, because I haven't read a lot of stuff that Takeshi Miyazawa has done the artwork for, but the thing that I will say most notably that I read from him was the second Runaways arc. Back when Runaways started, back in like 2005, maybe? Um, Back at that time, his style was very much like manga, anime, big bubbly eyes, like super round features oriented. And seeing this out. When I saw his name on the cover, I was like, oh, did he do, like, one of the variants that popped up? And it's like, oh, no, they did all of the interior artwork. I was like, all right. So this is what we call a growth, because then going back through it again, it's like, okay, I can see some of the expression work there, but it's much more, I don't want to say muted, but it's, like, downplayed a little bit, because it's, subdued. It's, subdued. it's not all, like, super hyperactive. And... This is a great Spider-Man family book. Like It it fits well into that tone of stories. Um, But yeah. John, I let Paul pick one. This one was kind of the next logical step after talking about a Spider-Man book. Which one do you want to talk about next, though?
2: Well, Why don't we do Demon Days and then finish with, I'd imagine all of us gushing about Nightwing... Um. But yeah, uh, dude,
1: he saves a dog. It's so good. Anyways, uh, Demon Days. Yeah, X Demon Men. Days. Was this an X Men book?
2: Demon Days X Men uh by Peach Momoko, and story and art by
0: her. Yep. Yeah. Um. So Peach Momoko. Did all of the writing for this, and it's all based off of Japanese fables. Did all the artwork, and then all of the coloring for it, too, because it's all actual watercolor paints for it. Uh, back when we recorded one of the last episodes, I can't remember what it was, I kind of prefaced this off by saying, like, yeah, this is going to be my favorite book when we actually get around to doing this monthly look back because we're basically given a feudal samurai story where it's Psylocke who's known as Sai in the story going into a town and then has to protect it from like a Japanese demon which is Venom it's like the snake Oni uh with the help of a priestess who's basically Jubilee and another demon who's the Hulk
2: and if that sounds crazy it is but it the oni the oni is the hulk the um, serpent oh, with the yeah. venom's got a different
0: i name. forgot what they call it uh, but yes cuz it... yeah uh, if it sounds crazy it is but it works in the language of the storytelling. and the very first thing when i jumped into this is very reminiscent of one of the sandman spin-offs tales that they did i'm Blanking on the name of it now. Oh, I should have been better prepared. But it was basically... Oh, it's the Dream Hunters. Um, it was a telling of a Sandman story, but it was through the lens of... like an ancient Japanese folktale. And it worked in that ta- uh type of storytelling. And I think it really works well here, just kind of seeing this reimagining of the characters. The story's fun... The artwork for it is absolutely fantastic. And I'm looking forward to uh, issue number two, which is going to be something completely different. It's not going to be another feudal Japan samurai story. Uh, I don't know what to expect because it's going to be focused on this, you know, Demon Days imprint Black Widow. And it looks more like spy schoolgirl thriller. I don't know.
1: I yeah,
2: I, didn't... Oh, go ahead. I really enjoyed this book until like the last page, like the last couple pages, when it's a girl reading a book that we just read, and then it's like it's something else, and you see that black widow of the woman who's like either housing her or mentoring her, and then you have the wolf pop up like. I would have enjoyed just following Psy through different towns as a Ronin that have ties to the Marvel Universe. Then, Mm -hmm. like, oh, now it's going to be some weird, like you said, Chris, like a schoolgirl Black Widow story. Like, I would have liked it just to have stayed in that feudal japan with these characters tied to it i would read number two to see where this is going to go and how things are going to tie together because this book was interesting enough and beautiful enough like it's it's it is it is gorgeous uh but it definitely the end of this book Hurt it for me a little bit. Yeah,
1: I can understand that. When I got to the end of the book, I didn't want like I didn't know there was going to be more issues, so I'm like, yeah. oh, this was a fun one shot. If like, it was a one shot, I'd be I'd be a hundred percent. This happy. is great. I'm like, this was a fun one off. I I enjoyed reading it. I had to stop caring about who every what the analogs for each character was like. Like I'm like, oh, who's this big red guy? I'm like, who, who is he? And then he goes Hulk smash, and I'm like, oh, he's... Oh, he he's said smash. He didn't Soul. say Hulk are you? Oh, he are are said, so yeah. And I'm like, oh, so it's Red Hulk? But I'm like, actually, you know what? Paul, just stop. It doesn't matter. Like, I still don't know who the girl, that main girl that was firing the arrows was. Uh, that's, I didn't get catch it. It uh, was it's Jubilee. It's Moonstar from New Mutants. Okay. huh Okay didn't catch it, it was true but not no don't you know i don't think i shouldn't have let that be a barrier to, for me to let it be fun and once i stopped having it be a barrier it, as soon as i stopped trying to figure it out and just enjoyed the story for what it was it was a lot better and i really liked Venom's snake yeah. you know that was, was that was cool. really good it's great and I like that, you know, he, oh, we're weakening him. And then he actually looks like a snake. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Like, I'm in. This is fun. Uh, Logan's a wolf. You know, lone, lone wolf and cub. Cool. Um, you know, it doesn't matter. No, he, he could have been anybody. It, it, it He could have been Sabretooth. They called him Logan. Sure. You know, um, but it's still a fun story. I think it's a great one shot. I'm going to keep on imagining it as a one-shot because the next issue, guess what? That's also going to be a (laughs) one-shot.
0: I think it's kind of like anthology miniseries (laughs) where each one's going to be like a different type of story. And honestly, even just after reading this one, I'm I'm fine with that because I would have loved a direct continuation. And we we might be kind of getting that because there is kind of that Henry ending at the end where Logan's still existing in like modern day Japan in like the mm-hmm. the woods behind the shrine that was seen in the actual story Paul you're making a face
1: here's a real twist it's not actually Logan it's Berserker because <laughs> he lives forever there's a real twist it's all coming for a whole circle <laughs> <laughs> can I, that's actually Keanu Reeves can,
2: can I also just say I didn't realize that that character was Jubilee and then when you said that, it blew my mind because like, oh yeah, the fireworks. It's, a, it's the a young cross her eyes. Oh, she has it. Totally... She has the big X earrings. Yeah, and and her hat has like fireworks on it. I didn't see it at the time, but now I'm like, uh, boom! Oh yeah, a total.
1: Uh, totally I'm sorry. The
0: fireworks go path 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 path. They don't go boom. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because you're thinking of Boom Boom. I'm boom. thinking of Boom Boom. Uh, which
0: the Boom Boom figure... Lo-
1: which is a figure it, you can get. It looks really cool, and I hate Boom Boom. It does! We didn't talk about that. No
0: we can Geek, but it's so fine. Cool. Maybe next week. <laughs> uh, but I think that's going to head us into our final book, the one that we've actually already talked about, with Nightwing number 78. And this is coming after the end of the, like, two-and-a-half-year-long Rick Grayson storyline, where... Dick got shot in the head. I forgot who he was. I don't know. I actually fell off of the book.
1: Came a cat driver. Happy.
0: So I can't give you any more details on it, but I think that story arc went on too long because I don't remember the last time I actually bought a Nightwing comic. And Nightwing is one of my all-time favorite comic book characters. And when I saw it, it's like, okay, all new, all different Nightwing not a number one. It's number 78. So it's just kind of continuing on picking up. Uh, we, we said it before. Nightwing's back. Written by Tom Taylor. <laughs> art by Bruno Redondo. This re- who nails it th- with This art. reads just like one of those Nightwing books from when we got back into comics. When it was kind of written by like Devin Grayson. I can't remember who was art during that time, but it, it's that down to basics Nightwing where he is a little bit more grounded and he's doing what he's got to do and just kind of stumbling along his way because, you know, I, mm-hmm. I I don't need much. I'm a simple man Nightwing. And I really like that version of the
2: character. Uh, when he's reading that letter from Alfred, like, uh-huh. I didn't cry, but I got like little wells of tears in my eyes that I was like this is just a really touching moment. I even like pushed off reading it. I was like I'm not going to read this. I'm not going to read this right now. I'm going to come back and read this when I'm more in an emotional state, but it is everything I've been wanting in Nightwing comics and I named my son Grayson like <laughs> I'm I'm a Dick Grayson fan. I'm a Nightwing fan. Like, when my wife said, uh, what do you think of the name Grayson? I was like, done. Yes. We'll name him that. And I thought the art like, the art, having Blockbuster back in it, like yeah, Mm -hmm. everything. Like, in the costume, when it's like it has those little, like, the comic book dots uh, in the art, like, everything just landed so right in this book that I like like I said earlier, it's 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 going home again and enjoying being home again. Like I've been waiting for this book to come back for fifteen years <laughs> and I'm so glad it's back and I hope it goes a while.
1: And I hope this guy does a great Tim Drake <laughs> book in a month. Like yeah, or maybe Tim Drake just shows up in Nightwing in a month, you know. Uh,
2: even then I'd be I'd be happy. Uh
1: appreciate 3. I,
2: I just really enjoyed everything about this book and this will probably be my favorite book of the year as long as it stays on with this caliber. Um I it's I mean I've been, I love it. It <laughs> I love that run back in the mid-2000s, and, well, I love
1: this. Right where he bought the circus yeah. and Eve. And so Zuko was a, a, was a player again, and guess what? Player Zuko's and, back again here, too. That's what love about this because it does continue on that
0: Dick Grayson, Nightwing story. And there are those callbacks to those characters. I mean, we get Barbara Gordon popping up. We get that letter from Alfred... Blockbuster, you know Tony Zuko's mayor now, or his daughter is like Maria Zuko. His daughter, yeah, Zuko <laughs> bloodline. Um, it's just tying back into everything that you know and love about Nightwing so much. And I don't know how much of like the behind the scenes stuff you've been following about this, uh, but during the pages of this book, we do see Dick rescue a dog, and. DC Comics actually put like a poll up online for people to, you know, pick the name for what the dog's gonna be. Uh Spade Bitewing was a front runner. <laughs> uh, but you will find out in the next issue, and again, spoilers for something that hasn't come out yet, uh, the dog's name's actually gonna be Haley. Like Haley's circus where he grew up. So huh. it's just
1: That's the, a and good it's one. just
0: if this book has that heart to it, and I think that's what Nightwing has been missing for so long. Even before I fell off of it, Nightwing's always been one of my favorite characters, and I will stand by that. And even if I'm not actively reading or buying the book, someone asks me who one of my favorite superheroes is, it's going to be. Oh, I mean Green Lantern, Jubilee, Nightwing. I have a really <laughs> weird list of favorites, guys. You know this. But, and this is kind of one of those books that makes me be like, yeah, like, this is why I like Nightwing, and it's why Nightwing should be something that's out there and published.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. a- absolutely. Uh, well, like I said, I named I named my son Grayson. Like, I love this character. You know, it, Dick Grayson was Robin until I read Nightwing and I read Tim Drake is Robin yeah. and Tim Drake is my Robin Nightwing's Nightwing. But even when he wore the cowl and was Batman, I loved Dick Grayson. I loved him with Dam- the only time Damien's worked for me aside from with just recently with, um, uh, the, uh, Superman's son. Oh, the Super Sons, Jonathan the, Kent, and the Super Sons, Jonathan Kent. Like the only time he worked for me was with Dick Grayson, and he works really well with Jonathan Kent. It's just I'm just so happy this this book has come around. It's taken almost twenty years, but it's finally back, and I'm so happy. You know, and there's all those little moments like the Justice League Obsidian Age storyline where Batman sends out his T-squares to bring in the new Justice League to help with the current Justice League missing and the person who's brought in to be the leader is Dick Grayson. Like, Batman picked him to lead the next Justice League to... And it it worked. He's always that reluctant hero. The only, only time that I still enjoyed the series but I was like... Boy, Dick Grayson's being a dick was uh, Judd Winnick's um, Outsiders.
1: Uh, see, I still
2: really like that book, but I really like I really like the series. But he's Dick Grayson's a dick in it. Uh, I
0: see that, but I see that also as Dick trying to kind of corral all these people that he didn't pick to put together, and he he's yeah, literally he, just he's trying to be the dad at that point because. At that point, we've seen him on the Titans and leading the Titans, but they grew up together, so it's more friends and family, but I never thought we'd be talking about Outsiders like, 20 (laughs) years later. Um, But I see him at that point as just, like, no, like, I'm put in this role. Like, here I am.
2: I'm putting my foot down. He's the reluctant leader where he's with a team of amateurs... And he has to be the guy. But even,
0: he, he has even to, at those points, you get those moments be... with Arsenal
2: where he's like, "No, like I got this." <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, but again, Arsenal kind of the oh, yeah. kind of an amateur in that, and that's and I still enjoyed the series, and I get it. But it's the only time where Dick Grayson was begrudging to be a hero, to be a leader where it fits naturally for him to be someone who will pull a team together in that book. He was kind of a jerk, but he was, it was his role in that group, but I still love it. And I love this. And this is obviously my number one for, like I said, probably the year, but definitely this month of
1: books. So and
2: you have, you, all of yours are my number one, two, three, and four. I'm, I'm happy to hear that.
1: Oh, uh, you deleted it out. I'm sorry. I thought,
0: I thought we'd, we'd write these things down as we're... Oh, it's <laughs> gone. Yeah, but, uh, get, get a fucking clue, we, right? we do so power we rating. But on, get, on, you, know oh, power you can rankings? do your power ranking at the end. I As we're talking about them, I write mine down. Oh. So, uh, oh, I'll start. Um, Nightwing 78, my number one. Uh, then Demon Day's... X Men, my number two. Then I picked Silk. Then America Chavez, Made in America. Then Nonstop Spider Man, Berserker, and bringing up the end of the list is Maniac of New York. That I I didn't hate it, and it being at the end of my list doesn't mean I didn't like it. I just think they could do more with that book than they're going to do. They did,
2: yeah. I I would agree with that. And I think this is a rare occasion where I didn't dis I didn't dislike any of our books. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of a lot of the times there's always like one or two books where it's like I'm, in a far far number seven. So
0: I'm gonna say this uh, just to get it off my chest, but also give Paul some more time. Uh, when I saw John's picks for the list, I was like, oh god, it's gonna be another one of those like killer books that he always <laughs> picks that we just don't <laughs> like, and then. Berserker I wasn't really too interested in, but I actually wound up liking Berserker more than I thought. And even Maniac of New York, it the bones are there. Like there could be something. Yeah. And I appreciate that.
2: Um So it's, it's Nightwing number one. Silk number two. Wow. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna say nonstop Spider Man number three. Demon Days, number four. Berserker, number five. Uh, Maniac in New York, number six. And then number seven, just because I... And it's it's because I don't know the character, American Chavez. Um, the whole time I was reading it, I just felt like... I wish I was reading previous stuff so I knew what was going on with this character. Are you okay, Paul? You just, like head-butted your headphones off. It's the first it's the first for the podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. Well no, I I was putting down my pencil and I grabbed the wire on my headphones and not and then my hair is so slick and smooth that it just slid right down, you know. It's all the conditioner
2: you rinse and repeat with. I yeah. hear he uses Got a it. royal
0: coconut cream ale actually to rinse it with. <laughs> oh.
1: mm-hmm. Makes that's what gives it its luster. Uh so I'm a That hair so sheen I call it Charlie <laughs> <laughs> That was said. <sighs> that was something that was said. Like I wanted a yes and but I had no place to go with it. I wanted to be like that's that. the
2: stupidest thing you ever said, but then I laughed at it, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's that say about you, Chan?
2: I know. What
1: does it say? Got to rinse out the tiger blood somehow. That's what I should have said. <laughs> so I'm in agreement. It number one by a mile. Night wink. Number two, silk. I thought a very solid introduction okay, to a character that I didn't quite.
0: I'm surprised at how high no. you both put silk up on your list because she's she's not like a marquee character. But I'm glad you guys appreciated it. Wow.
1: X Men Demon Days number three uh, is my number one. Is number three. Uh, America Chavez, Made in America, app is my number four. Number five, Nonstop Spider Man. It does not get an A plus in my book. Uh, number six is Berserker, and then, well down, well down the street is number seven, Maniac in Manhattan or Maniac in New York or whatever it's called. Um, did not. Like I that. just, I, you know, and then we talked, guys. It.
0: I mean, I know I grew up in New York. Upstate Western New York, not not the city, but everything I know about New York is very much: you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. <laughs> so when, yeah. when are the construction workers, business people, and just everyone else going to rise up? On a bridge, probably, maybe on Ellis Island, something's going to happen. I
1: I know this. I think oh, yeah, the concrete workers, what they're going to do. Is they're going to get the frat guys to do like a when uh, those weird runs, right? And so the maniac has to come after them. The construction workers are going to lay down a fresh, a fresh uh, layer of cement right after the runners come through. So that's what traps the maniac. And then the business people from their high rises are going to just throw, just the throw things. gold down bars and pelt them with them. They're going to yep, throw cryptocurrencies. That's
0: the thing people trade, right? <laughs> they're going to throw all of their crypto <laughs> yep,
1: at him. They're going to they've hit him with the, the blocks. They're going to hit him with they got the chains. The big, they've they're got going to hit him with coins the They blocks are throwing. Chains. They got
0: the dog coins that they're throwing. It's just oh, it's a massacre, it's bloody but, Sunday. But
2: when is the when is the one foreman going to call all the other foremans to have them all move their cranes at night, where they wouldn't have anybody on site to be able to move the cranes? So,
1: well, they all, the they all have the nextels. They all have the nextels push talk, so you hear it and you go in. Yeah, but then some guy's driving in
2: uh, New York City yeah, traffic to get to a thing to move a crane because one guy said, Hey, move a crane. I need, need Spider Man to get. Hey, to I need you to move this crane. That's going to cost yeah, extra, buddy. Hey, I'm in it's, overtime. Uh, it's overtime. But hey, you know what, guys? At night, I got to send house. a guy in to go do that. Paul, you,
0: you had something you were going to say before I said something.
1: Oh yeah, I'm just saying there would probably be somebody on call
0: unless there's probably, someone working, you know, on that crane with no safety features around it, like Black Widow. Yeah, but maybe we missed a comic book yeah. that came out. I generally I would read number two of any of these books, um, but maybe there was something we missed. Let us know emails over at bagnboardcast at gmail.com or comment on any of the social media posts we make about this episode we're over on the Facebook, the Instagram the Twitters I don't think there's anything else that we use that's all the ones that exist to me because bad at social media